What is going down, everyone? It's time for MojoBreak.com, the hype. This is episode 324, and we are joined today later in the show by a very special guest. We've got Eddie from Sports Card Nonsense Breaks, and you guys have had, you've seen we have Gio on the show, Mike Gio, we've had Jesse. Now we have their breaker. We talk about the current breaking events, how they got started. It's a must listen, so stay tuned to the end of the show for that. This episode, we are going to talk new releases. We've got Phoenix that's coming out today, or came out today, or as you're listening to this on Thursday. So we're going to dissect that. The football market is on fire. I've got a little tidbit of, of some Donruss basketball I want to get your guys' opinion on, and I think we're going to get another guest appearance by another breaker on here for that because I have another funny Instagram thing to put. And uh, lots of stuff. We also have a brand new code for you guys to get into breaks on mojobreak.com. So if you guys want to save some money, I would head over there. We've got all kinds of uh, breaks happening. We're doing uh, Stadium Club. We're very limited on Stadium Club. That came out uh, this week as well. And uh, I'm going to keep talking because I'd lost the page that I had the code on. So we're going to still talk more about what's coming out. Prism Basketball is on the horizon as well. We're going to be start pre-selling those as well. But if you want to save $20 off of any purchase of $50 or more, use code BREAK20. So buy a $50 spot. It's now a $30 spot. Awesome. Very limited. Only they, they're flash sales, guys. So if you're listening to this, jump on there now, and there's a, a limit of how many coupons can be used. Now, we should have a, like a dun-dun-dun breaking news, but apparently Cody has da -da 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 -da. some breaking news. I think I, I, think I, I didn't look at my phone. Didn't look at my phone, mm -hmm. but I am going to throw it yeah, out I wanna there. Yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear what you guys think. Let's just, I, I'll throw it out one. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Well, and no one, and no, you go. I, think, I want to preface the, this because. I think we're on the same. I think we're on the same. We're thinking the same thing. I want to preface this again. Everybody already no, knows this news. Don't give anything But away. 10 minutes ago, this broke, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait till we start rolling. Okay, I'm just so, going to and nobody, and nobody has checked their phone. I okay. looked at my phone uh, uh, about five minutes ago. Oh, then but you, I, don't, I don't think I, I did Let's all take it. guesses. Yeah, 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 that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Let's take we're doing. Okay, take a guess. I'll go first. Take a step. Um, the Golden State Warriors traded. Everybody. Everybody, no, no, not everybody. Let's Dre. say, let's say Wiggins, Dre, and Kuminga <laughs> for Giannis Antetokounmpo. All right, <laughs> okay. Does not like Doc. I, does I, not I, like the I, liar. I think it has to do with NFL head coaches. Okay, and I'm gonna say Bill Belichick is now oh, the head like coach that. of the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, I like and Doug. Uh, Kelsey got on a knee. And Swift is married. I like that pick Ooh. too. Swift, Swelsey, right, Swelsey. Before, right Guys, before the Super Bowl, right before the uh, AFC Championship. I love, yeah. I love where everyone's head is at. I will say Dan is the closest. Aww. Breaking news: Go Bolts! Jim Harbaugh is the new coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. That's, Who's got it better than us? Wow, that's pretty trash. I, <laughs> I oh, look. I, I, actually, I, I actually don't who, care. I would I just like to care. say, who spoke this into existence? You're looking at him. I that's spoke that into actually, existence. I'm if you look back, I put up a post the moment that Staley got fired, and I said, "Man, wouldn't it be great if Justin Herbert had somebody playing in blue and maize and be whispering in his ear, hey, man, I got you.' The, the quarterback whisperer. I will tell you what." Back. In Cali. As a coach, it's definitely an upgrade over that last guy. Kind of. Yeah. Just a little. But as a team, they're still going to suck ass. I'm surprised Shane didn't 
bust in here like the Kool Aid man. He will in about twenty five. Basically, minutes. break. Yeah, because he he kind of like gets in the kind of lazy. He's late breaking. Right? Yeah, Shane he, he, I mean, I and I've dubbed him late breaking Shane. So yeah, he. Yeah, you're right. We're gonna get done with the podcast. And he's gonna be like, oh, no way. Yeah. No, he's gonna. No, we do, we won't. Do you did you hear what happened? We're probably gonna hear him outside in like about ten yeah. minutes. No, you know what's gonna happen? We're gonna he's gonna react like that and you go, Wow, Doc Rivers is the Bucks head coach. Like, yeah, man. Twenty four hours ago. That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, uh good good thing. Yeah. Hey, uh, Justin Herbert is is a buy now in the offseason because the guy's already got the talent. He's already clearly one of the best in the league, and now he's got a coach that can take him to the promise. Oh know, god. I don't, I don't know. This what do we great based news on for Justin? Best in the league based on what? Great. They're they're like third in the AFC West now because the Broncos are obviously gonna suck again without Russell. You know yeah, what I'm saying? But well, you got great Aiden O'Connell, news. you guys gonna get somebody in the, the draft. The thing is, I mean, is that this the Rams are probably Staley is probably going to be the Rams' new defensive coordinator because Morris is probably going to get hired from somebody. Somebody's going to hire Morris. That's one thing he's good at, huh, being a defensive coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. As as much of a upgrade, like, just the level of upgrade. I, I mean, mean, pretty remarkable. If I had a defense that had Aaron Donald and, like, Jalen Ramsey and all those guys, yeah. I'd probably be a pretty good coordinator. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can probably drop, drop some X's and O's. If I yeah, had Niners a bunch gonna, of all pros. Niners are going to lose half their coaches this year, too. So yeah, they, it's, that's, it's like that's a yearly thing. I mean, Hopefully we'll get some picks out That's of it. just a yearly tradition. It's a tradition unlike any other. Right. The Niners I, lose I, three I, coordinators. No, the same thing with the Rams. Rams Rams win five games, they lose coaches. Yeah. <laughs> like, you guys can't say that. The Sean McVay tree is ridiculous. So I wanted to talk about new releases. So we've got Stadium Club, which is you know near and dear to my heart, obviously. Uh, one, one of the things that got me in the hobby as a, as a kid, 91 Stadium Club. But I wanted to specifically target Donruss basketball because I think what people don't really realize, and I'll let our friends over at Blez kind of give their opinion on one of the announcements <laughs> in Donruss. Got it. Go ahead, Blez. Donruss basketball is for the next day autograph chase. It's always a highly collectible, highly investable card, and it's a rookie's first on-card rookie autograph. As we know, Wemby, he doesn't have autographs in Panini products, so a person at Panini that developed this product, they knew that Wemby, he needs a next day. So that's what they did. For the first time ever, Donruss is going to have non-autograph next day cards. So that's another massive chase in Donruss. That's only one of the main chases in Donruss. And whoever decided to do a next day non-autograph at Panini deserves a raise. Another raise, huh? He's just handing out raises. <laughs> Every week, somebody okay. at Panini is just a absolute genius. For the first time ever? <clears throat> well, out of necessity, correct? It's yeah. the first time ever. No, in, 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 in Donruss. And and Don Donruss, not contenders Don, though. Right, Don, right. Don, yeah. Don 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 Rizzy. Right. So there's going to be basically a. Bl- I'm assuming it'll either say non-autograph, or it'll be blank, but there will be next day Wemby Chase to Donruss, which will push that price up on those boxes. But they've done it with contenders before. Yeah. So all they did was just do the same exact thing they've done with contenders. which, which is what we alluded to like a couple of shows ago. That 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 they Panini almost needed to do this for every single product where they're missing the big rookies. Well, right. I mean, and I'm not taking away from the uh, the brains behind Panini. They may have some Harvard guys in there. I don't know, but like, I don't think that the meeting was like a, a whole day of trying to figure out how they're going to get the next days <laughs> no, in there. No. When the result was, let's put next days without autographs. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a, that's just like they're like, hey guys, we've done this before. We're contenders. We can do. What it do you again. guys think? What do you guys but think about doing it? Blaz is like, this is this is cutting edge. 
This is this is they're reinventing the wheel here. Reinventing the wheel, man. Raises all around. Hey, uh, actually, uh, there's hey. probably people at Panini. They're like, bring in Bless. We like his style. Like yeah. we're all gonna be making a lot more money. Listen, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with guys at Panini's getting a raise. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop you guys from getting your bag. I hope you guys all get raises that were in the design department. But yeah, it's not that big of a deal in terms of like sports news, right? I'm I'm happy they're doing it though. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a chase that's needed. Obviously, he's going to have rookie cards in there as well. Um, but what do you think? I mean, would it go for the same price? Wemby sold next day without an autograph. Does it go for the same price as it would with an autograph? No, no, no. But here's a, a higher than a base card. Here's a tricky thing. One hundred percent. Yeah. I hope they actually stamp no autograph where the autograph is supposed to go. Because the concern with that is that if it basically looks exactly like the other ones that have a space for the autograph, you're gonna get people who are gonna f- like forward. True. Like, I'm I'm ninety. I'm like I'm at like gonna, I'm at like ninety percent sure they're gonna put no auto on there. Be people yep. are gonna be like they're gonna there try. It there there it is. That hey. Oh, so people are already opening up Don Russ. Cool. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it comes out on Friday, but yeah. cool. Yeah, man, uh, you we're it's, it's we're at the we're at the yes. time now. We're like release dates. Yep. That's it's. Subjective. You, you can when you got it in hand, you can just rip it. Unless yeah, you're us. I wish so, yeah. just I, know, I, say, I was like, yeah, I, wish, I wish we could open it up yeah, early. We, no, we have, we're held to a certain standard that we're not allowed to do that. DB Sports Cards in Arizona with the three feedback. He's got the uh, he's got it up there. Uh, you know, running it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to go for more than a regular base card. It's it's you know, it should be a short print. I would consider it an insert at this point, right? It's, it's a, anytime they're going to do these no auto next day order no autos and nt rpas it's going to be considered a, a insert right it's got to be a little bit yeah and i'm actually going to see if there's one up there um That's because cool. there's some weird film on the back of this card uh that i'm going to see if they're on the on all the other uh, all the other ones and while while you're looking at that um i gotta say this goat fuel is absolutely amazing let, let us know about this goat fuel um, i i love it i it, it's actually my favorite new energy drink and uh i'm gonna be starting every day Every day with it, little goat fuel. What I'm, you know, sucking down right now is a little gummy bear flavor. And who owns that company, Dan? Uh... Or, or at least the ambassador. I, I don't know. I, it's it's I, the great Jerry Rice. Oh, the goat owner. himself. Yeah. Oh, cool. I mean, hey. I mean, hey. Jerry Rice... No Jerry Rice. It's great to this have. A, is, it's still delicious. It's yeah. great to have a Rams fan put a little piece of Jerry Rice in his body. You know, here here at the hype, we you know we we like to we like to charge up on a lot of energy drinks throughout the day and throughout the week. So, and yeah, um, let's go. Yeah, and then any any time any time um you know we're we're oh, we're open to business. Yeah. So uh, this segment, at least my portion of it right now, twenty five percent of it. This is brought to you by Goat Fuel. And listen. This is what I'd be back to the, I couldn't find another one. But like, you know, looking at this card, I know you guys are listening audio, so it's hard to explain. There is some weirdness on the back. So I wonder if that's where the verbiage of autograph would have been. But like, they would have known then this was a scratch off. Looks like a scratch off. They know that the verbiage. scratch off. I don't, I don't, it's just weird. There's nothing written right there. That would be to me. Doesn't it, doesn't it look like. A or like something you would scratch off. Yes, but maybe I mean that design part is also on the front here too. So maybe that's just part of the Donruss design. I don't know, but I'd have to see another one. Obviously, it's early and and not everybody uh, got a next day. Is it uh, is that up for bid or is that for it buy is now? Ninety nine cents. Just uh, actually five day auction. Twenty three four four days and twenty three hours in. So literally freshly posted awesome. in Scottsdale, Arizona. 
That's where you can get it at. That's where you can buy it from. It's like Scottsdale. Interesting. But yeah, I don't think it's anything revolutionary, but I'm glad that they kept the chase in there without the autograph, as you guys know and have listened to the show in a while. You won't be getting Wemby autographs in or Brandon Panini Miller. Products. Or Brandon Miller. Or Scoot Henderson. Or Scoot Henderson. So are they all? They all, they're probably going to have other non-autograph next days. Yeah. Won't Wait, no, no. Is, is Scoot an exclusive yeah. as yeah. well? Yeah, Scoot's yep. exclusive. Yep. God damn it. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. We have no I think choice I, but to love it because that's the only choice. That's true. <laughs> it's only Donruss' choice. Donruss. <laughs> I wonder if the checklist indicates um, who might have on autograph next days. Um, which, what team is Scoot, now, Scoot on? Portland I believe, I believe they have, they're going to have parallels of that too, right? <clears throat> I would think. Yeah. They should. Yeah, they should. Well, uh, no, no, no. The next days are usually. You know, luckily for this draft right now, as of right now, as, as we're recording, there are other 2023 rookies that have, have uh, you know, come out and, and performed and are, are now very guys that people are actually chasing. Derek Lively on the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. He'll have autographs. The Pacers rookies have, have has some hype right now. Um. So yeah, the, even even the other Thunder rookie, Kasan Wallace, people are chasing. How about, the, about, how about the Warriors, dude? Yep, Pazinski. He's a top ten rookie guy, right now. Uh, the guy from Santa Clara. Uh, is it Pazinski? Uh, no, Jamie uh, Jacques. Uh, is that it? On the Heat. Oh, Heat. Yeah, he's a he's actually a so, top three rookie right, right now. But I did notice that. I, I now I need to check the checklist here. Jaime Jacques. Yeah. This stuff is not in prism. His auto is not in prism. It is not in prism. Not in prism. So the tops already get him to him too. I don't. I mean, that would be crazy because he was like the eighteenth. Because yeah, he was in hoops too. He had autographs in hoops. Yeah. So maybe it's just prism. Maybe. So if if that, if that is bizarre, though. Right. Why why wouldn't you like have a, him? He's like, a first round pick. You don't. You're not. You're not the luxury right now, Panini, if, to be like knocking rookies out of the checklist. Yeah, yeah. For, if if, if, if Jaime Hakees has a next day auto, he would actually be the biggest next day auto chase. Yes. Right now, as of right now. Yeah, so we also have Phoenix, which is on the heels of Prism and Absolute. So we're going to see this trend continue with football being hot right now with the playoffs heating up. So, you know, look at it. Two autographs. This comes out on Friday, guys, so you can get your breaks and use that code we mentioned, uh, mojobreak.com. Uh, two autographs, one memorabilia, two silvers. This is per box. Ten numbered parallels, nine inserts, 12 rookies, two SP inserts, one color burst, and four SPS, whatever that means. It seems like it's kind of the same thing. Uh, case hit Dreamweaver is back. I think that's been in, in there as well. The gray, um, I the, believe it can take me through the night. The yeah. gray, <laughs> Gary Glitter? Is you know, uh, oh, gosh, I could not tell you. I was just gonna say that if I pull that car, I'll say it I mean, will be mine. I, I oh think, yes, I think yeah, I, Gary I think, Wright. I think thank you. What is it? Gary not Gary. Wright. Gary Wright. Quite decidedly not Gary Glitter. <laughs> if you know anything about him. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, I see. I think I, that song makes me think of Wayne's, Wayne's World. World. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Great song. There we go. Well, this isn't going to be on YouTube. Right? <laughs> I, I only played like nine seconds. Yeah, it's fine. You did like the, I, Gary, the, like the iTunes preview Gary version. Wright? Gary Wright. What else did Gary Wright Who do? Who the hell knows? I mean, when you write a song like that, you don't need to write anything else. No, that's it. You're one and done. I mean, that's all you need. Why would you ever need to do anything else your entire life? Uh, Love is Alive as well. I okay. don't know if that's a you know big hit, but. Don't know it. Nope. So you only wrote Dream. Yeah, right? I mean, That's I, I kind of no disrespect. No disrespect. No. Number two, U.S. Billboard Top 100 in 1976. Damn. Yeah, yeah we won as a lot. All right. Can't really judge. Fair on enough. That. I'm sorry, Garrett. I was not familiar with your game. Respect. 
Love is alive. Yep. And that's uh, him and that Love and is alive, and soon Phoenix will be alive. And rest in peace, Gary Wright, apparently, as of four months ago. It's on here. Oh, no. so. man. What? Great Gary Wright. Left us with Dreamweaver. Now he's weaving some dreams himself. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, one thing I love about Phoenix, too, is, you know, it is kind of gives you that same prism feel. It's a good card stock, yep. you know. So those CJ yep. Stroud base and numbered uh, parallels should be, you know, in demand. I mean, the only thing I would say is, you know, Dreamweaver isn't a kaboom. So, you know, what are we chasing necessarily for CJ Stroud? There's actually four inserts that are SPs in, in, in uh in Phoenix, there's one called Phoenician. That's a big one. There's a there's the one that Vegas. you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and then there's two other ones I, I, I can't recall. Night Moves is one. And then Bob Seger. And then there's nice. one other <laughs> insert. So the, they actually have four SPs, kind of like just like how Prism has. Four this SPs. might speak to the age of the uh, the developers at Panini. I was yeah. gonna say, <laughs> Dream we're, we're just going with the classic rock moves. Side. You're just like, what was on the classic rock tell station me, yesterday? Tell me, there's a Dream On insert. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and what other yacht rock could we uh, name? You know, right, yacht rock, and whatever. I think uh, Phoenix is every year. I think it's gaining popularity. I mean, it's not like a top tier product by any means, but it's like climbing in popularity I pu- every I push year. It. I push it heavy. I push it heavy. I think it's a good. I think it's a good value proposition. Like, what do you? What do you think right now? Lover. Like, I know it's different, pro- but certified. Or Phoenix. Phoenix all Ooh. the way. Yeah. Yeah. Phoenix all the way. Five years Man. ago, I'd say certified. Mm-hmm. Man, how. Now, does that, does that say that, that Phoenix is climbing or certified is declining? I think Phoenix is climbing. I think certified yeah. is declining. Phoenix is, you know, a little bit of both. From the ashes. It's Phoenix rising. Man, I mean, we're <laughs> like really, really, really good today. Oh, fire. And, I, and I'd say probably it's mostly based on the fact that we're all hopped up on goat fuel. That's true. I got the rock star still. I we're goaded that, today. They have not paid me enough. Yeah, that, no, I mean, they, they haven't paid me at all either. Yeah. Hey, if Jerry Rice in a black and silver uniform wants to pay me, I'm all for it. That's right. That's when he was at happy. his best. That's, you know what I mean? I mean oh, I, I, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I think of Jerry. I think of... When he was a Raider, yeah, he. Did, I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. I mean, nope. he was, was basically the best in the league. Uh, still, that's how still, I remember. Yep, still great. Uh, Seattle, he was really good. Denver, great. So, uh, what time oh, are your guys' teams playing? On <laughs> what time are you guys' teams playing on Championship Sunday? By the way, what, what, what times your guys' games? To think, to think, the Rams got so close to having a home NFC Championship game. So close, being the sixth seed. So close. Just wrap your head around that real quick. Didn't happen though. So. But, no but because about that. the but Niners do. just but they do, and you might have to, you know, bleep this horseshoe up your ass. Yeah, a win's a win. I, I mean, mean there is no team that is as lucky as the 49ers. It is ridiculous. Well, I mean, I could probably mention that time where that Saints game, you know, where that guy got literally obliterated on the sideline during Tommy, the pass. Tommy Lee. Yeah, and then Jones, they, they didn't throw a flag, and then you guys moved on, and Drew Brees' yeah, legacy was tarnished. But And we lost um, in the Super Bowl. But, yeah, that was a bad call. And you know what actually happened? After that, you can review pass interference calls. Remember that time? Yeah. Thank you, Rams. How, how long did that yeah, last Thank for? you, Rams, I guess. The one and only time I'll ever say it. Um, but, man, like, the pick six yeah. that was dropped. Great. Yeah. It's not uh, pick six, then. Well, it, if I was out there, it would have been. <laughs> I'll say this. I mean, obviously, you guys went through a roller coaster game. It was You guys were damn near losing that game. You guys should have mm-hmm. lost probably last that game. Uh, the Lions are coming to town. Sure. 
and uh, they're red hot. And look, oh, they're red hot. You guys see that play that Jared Goff threw the ball backwards? There are, and then had to go run not, and go just not jump a sponsor, on it? But it's the dumbest play be, in, the, uh, in the history. I'll be, I will be down in some Fago eating some <laughs> Detroit-style <laughs> pizza. Detroit pizza. pizza. There's a Detroit-style pizza? Yeah. yeah. Detroit-style pizza, Fago, and I'll be listening to Eminem and ICP. Cut yep, me too. Cut into squares. Kid Rock. Usually you get like the cheese is burnt on the crust. Yeah, I'm going to get I'm actually, I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to I'm gonna actually try to make it myself. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get it, you know. The Niners have been in a 33% of all NFC Championship games, 19 of them, by the way, and in the history of the NFL. So, I mean, it's, God, it's an easy I team to hate. Team. It's an easy team to hate. I get it. We became, oh, yeah, no, we're becoming it the Yankees of, of, of football here. And, uh, you know, the Lions is, haven't been there. I, no, yeah, no, team, no team easier to hate. Let and, me, I, I will agree with you. And let me be the first to uh, kick kick our uh, our team while we're, you know, uh, insult our team they are absolutely the yankees of football in that they won all of the championships 30 years ago and then continue to go to the playoffs and not win any championships over the last 25 30 years so i like it cody i'm well we won some nfc championships win. i need it no you don't yes no you don't again you i've nothing a hey man nothing it. nothing wrong with silver nothing wrong with bronze as long as area. you're on the podium it's all the that matters raiders, the raiders the, need to win the more bay than you area needs this so bad. No, the Bay Area no, needs no. the Raiders. The Bay Area is spoiled. We're spoiled. Not really. Well, okay, yeah, the Warriors won a couple years ago, I guess. But the the Warriors ain't gonna win one for a while. The Giants, well, who the hell knows? Yeah, the they won. They town. won three, three and five. The the Sharks are Sharks will never. Well, they may not win another game, again, let yeah. alone a let alone a championship. This is all <laughs> we've got for the foreseeable future. Need it. All right, and let me ask you guys a serious question. Okay, and all and all. All jokes aside, we know that we could easily all agree probably that Mahomes and Lamar are number one. I, I might make an argument, but I'm not going to. Would any of you guys take Jared Goff over Brock Purdy? I love yes. Jared Goff. What? I love Jared Goff. God, here we go. Have you guys? Dude. Jared, he's been he's been great the last two seasons. And you're actually yes. comparing you're comparing somebody who went first overall to somebody who went last overall. So that doesn't matter. When no, it does. No, it doesn't. It does. Brock has tiny. Hands. Ryan Leaf went first overall too. Where did he go? What happened to him? Ryan Leaf went second overall. Let well, me say, how about how about how about this? <laughs> Might as well have been. It one. works out more for guys that go first overall than guys that go last overall. Can we sure. say that? Can we say that? Yes. Look at that. Just breaking down the facts. I mean, <laughs> and that's what we're but, here for. Except in this very specific case. <laughs> Like, are you? Are, sure. What you guys are like, not it, even respecting the underdogness. If of you a guys seventh had, over like let, the last, pick you of the just said you've been to nineteen NFC Championship not, games. You're not an underdog, dude. Let's be real. <laughs> let, let's be real. If Jared Goff was on the Niners, you guys probably would went undefeated. Mm, no, not at all. Oh, so that was you in the TikTok comment that was that was mentioned that. <laughs> Someone said that exact comment. On a post we just smart. put up. He was so good. Exact comment. They was so good in that, that Patriot Ram Super Bowl that they were like, yeah, we're going to go get Stafford and we're going to trade. Well, Look, when you, all when picks, you have an opportunity to get one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to I mean, do. Stafford is obviously an upgrade over Jared Goff. Look, obviously an upgrade. Yes. Look, good for Jared Goff. Good for the Detroit Lions. Detroit. This is a great story. Detroit. Dan Campbell is a man. That guy is a head coach. That man would I if that guy That's came in here right now. I actually I would think it kind of sounds like him. Cody is going to be rooting for the Lions. That yeah. said, <laughs> Niners by fourteen. 
Yeah, easily. By 14? 14? Did you? How much in the game seven. did you watch yeah, I guess last it was week? Raining. It was raining. What? It raining. What, what made? What Rock, did, don't what did in the rain. you watch? What time is this game? Watched, on? I watched, what did you watch in that game where you're just like, man, watched, like this team is on fire? I watched a young man <laughs> who cannot play in the rain. He probably would admit as much. I don't like playing in the rain. And guess what? Sunny, 70 degrees, where, and beautiful. Where Santa did he Clara. go to school again? Iowa. Iowa. He's from Arizona. Does it not He's rain in desert. Iowa? He's from the desert. Does it not? What what type of weather you usually He's get in the, the winter de- of look, Iowa? He's a desert. Pretty kid. Pretty sure it sucks. He's a desert kid. That's where he's from. Iowa. That was a bump. That was just a. That was a brief stop. It rains in the desert. Not that often. Yeah, like yeah, you get. Some I mean, there's got to be a part of you guys that are, are a little worried after that Green Bay Packers. No, I. I mean, you think you would think that it probably should, the rational part should be, and yet I feel even more like, all right, we got it out of our system. They got it out well, of the, the, and the psychology. The, the, the fan psych- base is unlike any other. The fan. psychology of the game. It. You come in. Uh, Green Bay is a seventh seed. They have nothing to lose. They're playing, you know, excellent football. They played. They had a great game plan. Two interceptions. That was a difference in the game. Christian McCaffrey, difference in the game. The last drive, six of seven on passes, which the seventh uh, one was dropped by uh, Kittle. That that was a difference in the game. Mm-hmm. The Lions, if you watch the reactions of their fans, they're, uh, they, they, they could lose on Sunday and the season is a success. Not true. That is the difference. No, 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 no. The Lions are not going to Santa Clara and be like, well, if we no, lose, that was fun. No, of course not. No. Yeah. Of course not. And also the Niners, if they complete this, which they will, will be the first NFC team to ever beat every single playoff team in the same, same season. Uh, wait. What? They've beat every single playoff team if they beat the Lions because they've beat the Rams. Mm. They lost against they, the Rams. They, oh, they, lo- they lost against the Rams as well. They lost, yeah. But they, 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 they beat the Bucs. I'm like, they did not. They beat the Eagles. They beat the Cowboys. They beat the Packers. So that would be the first time in, cool. in NFC history that that's happened. On, honest question. Let's move off the, 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 the Niner stuff for a second, sort of. Best matchup, Super Bowl, best Super Bowl matchup hobby-wise, what would it be? And I'll just start by saying, I hate to say it as a Niner fan, Probably Lions and no, there's nobody on the Lions to chase. Ly- I'm You're gonna say go back Lions, Lions and Ravens. I because there's so for many the, rookies for too. The ho- for the hobby, so I'm, 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 taking, a ton of I'm taking. I'm taking Jameer off my Gibbs. my Niner hater hat for a second. Uh, I actually disagree. I I who who would you possibly chase? And we know it's all about quarterbacks when it comes That's to the true. hobby. And no one's gonna go back in try to start collecting Jared Goff. I guess it's like for I say Ravens too because the fact is no matter what happens this weekend with the Chiefs or the I think, Niners I think it's Mahomes I think it's Mahomes but like does a win or a loss do that much for Mahomes' it, value? If Mahomes if Mahomes wins another Super Bowl it would be three Super Bowls sure. right and he in his first in real year six straight AFC championships so we're first, talking his first real year mm-hmm. was 2018 so from 2018 to now he'd have Three Super Bowl championships, yeah, and six AFC champ AFC championship games. He's yes. on a better pace than Brady. He's uh, on a better pace than Brady. I don't. He's know, not Brady. I, but I don't know pace. how you could look at that and say his cards are going to go down. They're not. They're not going to go down. But how much do they go? I think. I think. I, I, guess think I think the Chiefs with Mahomes has potentially can go up. I think the Niners with Brock Purdy. Their, his cards could, could well, and I'm looking at the, the obtainability here, right? You know, I guess 2022, 
last year, still a little bit more readily available. Prices aren't too crazy. You know, you could obtain those boxes if you're chasing Brock Purdy. 2017, you can't. I mean, you're not going to pay $8,000, $9,000 for a contender's box. You're not going to do it because your chances of getting them at homes are very rare, and that's the only guy that's going to get you paid. 2016 now, yeah, maybe is a good price point with Dak, Goff, Wentz. 2018 is kind of in the middle. You, 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 those prices have already went up because of Allen. Um, you know, Lamar's always been consistent as well. So 2022 seems like the better value right now if you're chasing boxes to possibly add some purdies to your collection. I'll tell you what, I mean, at Chronicles, if you can get your hands on the Chronicles hobby box um, or even a Blaster Blaster is harder to get the rookies, but like Chronicles, you're going to get a, 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 like more quantity over quality. You're going to get a lot of Brock Purdy rookies that you might be able to grade. Uh, that's my pick, and that's without the Niner Homer hat on. If you could afford 2017, you also have Christian McCaffrey in there as well, but you know he is a running back, So, which uh, somebody's just trying to sell. I think his his gold kaboom sold for like $1,800, and somebody pulled the green one. They're trying to get like fifteen grand, which is way more than his RPA. Like out of absolute. This year. Because his first Niner kaboom. Right, yeah. And he was just named Offensive Player of the Year by somebody, by like by P- me. PWFA or something like right. that. Somebody, I named it the, like San Francisco Chronicle or me? something like that. It was uh, <laughs> wait, my wait. Offensive Player of the, the Year. Oakland Tribune or <laughs> no? They named uh, uh, Lamar. The the, they they named Lamar the MVP. Uh, Miles Garrett the Defensive Player of the Year and and, and McCaffrey the Offensive yeah. Player of the Year. I do think the yeah the most room to grow here is Lamar though, where it's like he wins an MVP in a Super Bowl. He I. That'd be second MVP. Second MVP, first Super Bowl. He's still what? Yeah, just a, just a I, little younger than I Mahomes, think. Right? I think just Lamar. I mean, we can already we could say Lamar. If they lose on Sunday, he, I mean, he's still like elite. He is a top. I think so. he, he top top three, top five quarterback I, in the I league. I do. Yes, I agree with that. But I do think there still will be the playoff question lingering over him. I know that was an emphatic now, win against the now Texans. They, but they're, they're about to destroy the. Chiefs. But without without a doubt, without a doubt, I sure hope so. Like they the definitely looked like the most complete team out of all the playoff teams they're, that played Saturday and Sunday. They're going to wreck the Kansas City. But if Chiefs. you want to play and again, I, I hard I to, think hard the to team. bet against Patrick Mahomes though. Yes. Yeah, cuz I thought the Bills had no I mean this is the first time the Bills were playing him at home. They've always played Patrick Mahomes on the road in the playoffs. They finally secured the bag to get it at home and and, and But Buffalo happened. can't do it in the playoffs even recently. Like they cannot get it done. Mahomes can get it done. An absolutely cursed franchise. But poor guys. I believe I'm with Conrad. I actually think I just think if the Chiefs are playing anybody else but the Ravens, they would they probably they would win. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think anybody even gets close to beating the Ravens. I think the Ravens are the they're, Super Bowl champions. They're really yeah. good. 100%. They're really, really well, good. Well, and, and I, I know that. I know that hurts. And it depends like on how they – Because you guys are going to get there and just – Look, and I, I said this. You're going to hand, hand the trophy over. I, if, if, if I'm the Niners <laughs> – And again, I, I, I know we're almost – Here you go. I'm sorry. We're totally discounting the, the Lions. They're a very good team, and I think it's not – I said 14, but who knows. Uh, but if I'm the Niners, I would rather play the Ravens. Because huh? I, yes, no. I, only, only because you just kind of in that just, camp. Too. You just said the Niners yes. are going to win by fourteen. Yes, against the Lions. Against, against the Lions. Lions. Yes, and now you just said, I think 
the Niners. I'd rather, I'd rather the play Niners the play the Ravens. the Ravens only because. So and the, I know. So and the I Super know Bowl. Was so a, the Super Bowl is going to be the Niners over the Ravens by more than fourteen. That's not. I didn't say that part. The Lions are. I'm just, here's I'm what just, I'll I'm say. I'm just connecting the dots. I'm just because <laughs> I would rather face the team you've already faced once. I get, I, not just like you got out of system, but it's like you have you you've played them once. You know what you, what's what about, coming. What about getting your licks back for the Super Bowl? It's it, it, a different a little, team, though. You know, I don't know. That's that's me personally. I would rather one maybe a little chip on right. shoulder to get revenge. Well, you played got, them already. Right. You're familiar there. Whereas the Chiefs coming in, if they beat the Ravens, you're like, ah, oh, crap. So this like guy four, again. Instead of four interceptions, Brock is gonna throw like you were hoping he's gonna throw like two. Sure. <laughs> So yeah, throwing four interceptions all game. Oh, so yeah. who who do you want to see? Hypothetically, mm-hmm. let's say the Niners do get past the Lions, which is not going to be easy. Yep, it's not going to be easy. It's no. not going to be fourteen points. Maybe. Who do you want to see in the Super Bowl? Do you want to see? So I'm saying the Ravens. You want to see the Ravens? Yes. You want to see the Ravens? So do I. Is, it, is it because you guys uh, look, are scared I'd of ra- your daddy? I'd yes. rather. Yes. I'd You're scared rather, of your daddy. Yes. I'd rather see. The New England Patriots as they're right scared, now, of course. You're scared to see Patrick Well, Mahomes. you also got to say, like... This, I'd rather see Bailey Zappi and the Patriots. This would be Patrick really Mahomes. Oh, you can't. But I have to pick between literally the two scariest teams in the AFC. Well, look at it this way. So I'm not picking the... But look at, so look it's at, not an easy choice. This is... This would uh, be this would be Patrick Mahomes' fourth Super Bowl. This is like a routine for him. He's uh, he, The lights are not that big for him. We don't know about Lamar in the Super Bowl because we had never been We've to never one. So, he uh, jitters, you know, it might happen. You know, know where it's know. less likely to happen with Mahomes. We know Harbaugh in the Super Bowl. Yeah, man. <laughs> Joe Flacco. Unfortunately, we do. Do you, do. do you think you think you think the lights are too bright for Harbaugh? You think he's gonna get there and be like, "Man, I don't know what we're gonna do, guys." No, but he's not throwing the ball. He's not running. He's not I mean, running back. Like you know, but he's the, coaching him. The one thing that I see the flaw in in Lamar's game too, and he and, he, and it happened right in the first drive of the Niners game is, is is the running backwards, trying to make the run happen and running backwards. He does that a lot. He did that in the Texans game. He got sacked. So it's like those moves are like kind of like trying to create something out of nowhere. Where I think Mahomes isn't a running quarterback anymore, mostly a thrower, and I think I think he just knows he's just more comfortable back there, regardless of the talent around. I him. think I think the pocket awareness of uh, Lamar and and Patty Mahomes are very similar. They they know how to just wiggle their way out of trouble. Yeah, for the most part. but except I mean, La- Lamar Lamar, Lamar get, get Lamar gets into open space. Yeah. And you you can't really it's just chase him down and throw him over. down to the ground. He literally it it's it's like playing it's like playing with Michael Vick in the old Madden game. And it's also like, like, it's, it's like he, the way he's the the way he's reading and like accelerating and decelerating as he's on the run. Like I mentioned it before, like it never feels like he's running at a hundred percent top speed. It feels like he's he always is like looking for the next move, kind of has to slow down a bit, fi- finds the whole move. It, it's it's and, pretty remarkable. And they are probably going to have their, his healthy, his, his target, his, his number nah, one target part is, is probably Andrew. going to be healthy. Yep. Maybe not for this game, but if they do get to the Super Bowl absolutely with that two done. weeks, there's no doubt that like Mark Andrews is going to be there. Yep, That um, team's already scary without Mark Andrews. Yeah, so I mean, and like, likely is legit. Like, I would say most teams out there likely would be their number one receiving tight end. Yeah, And he's like the backup to Mark Andrews. Well, and I and I want to go. I want to take this back to cards, and this is going to be a going against my Niner fandom here. But I think if the Lions, and this is a guy that I would be buying, you know, the rest of America besides Niner fans are going for the Lions. So if you believe in the Lions, 
I think the guy that's going to win the game, the guy that's going to make the most impact is Gibbs. I think that you see what Aaron Jones did to us. Gibbs had a great game his last game. The kid's electric. Plus, you've got like Barry Sanders is going to be in attendance. So if they somehow pull out this victory, I think it's going to be on the heels. I know they have Montgomery too, but you know, getting Gibbs out there in open space, if he makes, he gets a hundred something yards, they win. The comparisons of Barry Sanders are going to come, which if you're holding on to some Gibbs beforehand or you want to grab some now before the game, I think it's a good time to, you know, out of all the guys, because he's in this year's product, right? So you could be buying the Lions and breaks. Because I'm looking, I mean, what the Chiefs have, Rishi Rice, Rice. I mean, could make an impact. Uh, Was Pacheco's last year? Yes. Pacheco's last year. Ravens, I mean, Zay Flowers, Flowers, maybe, but I don't think the offense is going to run through him. How about Aiden Hutchinson? It's just defensive. Sam Laporta is another big rookie for oh, them. Yeah, Laporta. The tight, tight end on the Lions. Yeah, so yeah. if you're buying in the breaks, you could be getting Gibbs and Laporta right yeah. now. Yeah, Laporta. Laporta? I'd say the Lions. Laporta are... could be a problem for the Niners. Yeah. Just like Kittle will be a problem for the Lions, yeah. of course. Uh, both both from tight end university there. So 14. I, yeah. Win by 14. You're, I, I would, could we bet? Can you put <laughs> yeah, your money where your mouth's at? Because I will, I will gladly give, take. Give them the minus 14, dude, or minus 13. <laughs> But what's it going to take? So are you guys going to – is anybody going to say Brock's elite after he wins this game, wins the Super Bowl, or is it going to be like, oh, that was because of Chris I think, McCaffrey? I think he has, to win the, uh, he has to win the Super Bowl for sure. He does, unfortunately. But what if he doesn't get the MVP for the Super Bowl? Then it's going to be like, well, it's because Christian McCaffrey. I don't care about it. Then it's the Steph Curry conversation. But I don't like, – here, oh, here's, he here's the issue with Niner what's fans. Niner fans are so concerned about what other – like fans of other teams – Think about their quarterback. Yeah, I just don't care Who anymore. cares? I don't care anymore. Who cares if I – me being a Ram fan, if I'm like, I don't like Brock Purdy. I think he sucks. Who cares? Yep. Like, you guys need this, like, validation. Make sure everybody likes our quarterback and puts him in the same category as an elite quarterback. Who I, cares? I think it's the most exhausting conversation right now in, in, in sports talk is the – Purdy, elite, not like, elite. He stinks. Like, like he does quarterback. He's have your own opinion. There's your quarterback. No mid, but there's like no middle ground, is what it feels like. It's either I saw some Niners beat writers being like Joe Montana. I'm like, calm down. Right. And then others being like, absolute trash, the worst quarterback who's ever started the NFL. Jimmy like, would be better. Again, calm down. I mean, yeah, he's it, a good quarterback. Honestly, honestly I'm going to be. A, it's somewhere in between. It's somewhere in the middle. He's a good it's NFL. In the he's not Joe Montana. Not the worst quarterback he ever to is, play in a football game. He is a better starting quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. I feel like we can agree on that. I, I we actually, saw I, the proof I, this I year. Think, I think that he, Jimmy G stinks. Honestly, I think he is similar to Jimmy G. He is better than Jimmy G. The man had but the ball. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what I think. And look like, what he did. Like your quarterback. Nothing. Love your quarterback. Nothing. Love your quarterback. It's fine. Twenty-one and five, first two seasons. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, have that but I don't. Point. I don't have to. I don't have to like Brock Purdy. No. I guess not. I don't. But you have can to. also I say can, like I can, but you can also say this is this guy is an NFL quarterback. But the wins, thing, but the thing, of, you, know, you know what he does? You know what he, he's a quarterback on a team that wins a lot of games. Oh, but but see, see you're no, dancing around not, it. But I, you're dancing around but it. But you but haven't that. seen me come in here and go like Stafford's garbage. Look like, at his stats. He's not. A, well, he's look at Purdy's stats. No, oh nine, oh nine to right now. You cannot compare twenty-one and five. How many playoff games did he go to in the it, Lions? It doesn't. Wow, it, he was on the Lions. Oh. Put put Stafford put Stafford on 
So take the Niners team right now and put that Niners team, dress them up in Lions gear and have an 09 and have that team play with Stafford. Stafford never leaves Detroit because they never lose a game. He had arguably they, the they win. They literally he he's hundred and eighty and zero. He had arguably the best receiver in the whole game. Stafford he had Calvin did. Johnson. He did. He had one he had guy. Calvin Zone. He had one guy. He had one guy. Yeah. He had it's one like, guy. It's like all those years where you guys had Terrell Owens. Remember that? Remember those years? But nobody's going to your team and saying Puka Nakua. The only reason he's good is because he's got Stafford throwing to him. You know yes, what I'm saying? That actually is. That, does, that that's actually, not a narrative. That, that, is, that is actually not a narrative. That, that is an exact narrative. And honestly, I don't give a shit. I don't don't like don't like Puka Nakua. Don't like. I don't need to be like. I need you to validate how good this guy is, so I feel better about it. Like I don't give a shit. No, it's because the rest of the league is all poor sports. That's what it is. Is they do not want to. It's like, hey, good game. You have a great quarterback. Good game. You know. No, it's like Niner fans are saying, hey, Jordan Love has a bright future. We're not like he's garbage. He threw two picks. You know, they should have had Aaron Rodgers still. Like, oh, you know, we're not out there saying that because we're not poor sports. The rest of the league right now is poor sports because they don't want to admit that they pass up on a guy seven rounds and they're sitting out there with Mac Jones or they're sitting out there with with uh, uh, whatever the guy is of the Jets. You know, like they had Rodgers now they Zach Wilson. Let's also nobody admit wants to admit that. that. Let's also admit the Niners got incredibly lucky with Brock Purdy landing in their laps and that it made up for one of the worst draft decisions they made in a long time when they chose Trey Lance and bargained their entire future don't, on don't it. Don't know. Let's just, let's just don't know what Trey Lance is capable of doing. And it didn't come back to bite them. Like, Trey Lance but hasn't a, played enough in the NFL no, to basically say Trey Lance is a bust. But no, but at the same time, and I like, and I want to see him thrive. I really do. I want to see Trey Lance succeed. But there was... No, you don't. I do. No, you don't. I'm not on the Cowboys. No, you, no, you don't. Not on the Cowboys. <laughs> let's, let's put it this way. Not on the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe for, I don't know, the... Somebody in the AFC. Carolina. Carolina somebody in the AFC that you never, that would you never be have to play. better. That would be great. If you want to be the type... I would love to see him thrive on the Cowboys uniform. If you want to be the greatest quarterback. Sold 2023 Prism. In, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, a team I Pittsburgh? don't care about. No, I get, no, probably not Pittsburgh. No, no, uh, no, how no, about uh, no. Cleveland? If you want to be the greatest quarterback in Cleveland Browns history, Trey Lance, have at it. Yeah, I'd love that. I'd have love that. at it. That would be fantastic. Something. But, yeah, no, I, you know, to, to the point, like, yeah, who cares what other people think? If you're winning, it's how I felt when the Giants were winning championships. People were like, this is boring. I'm like, not for me. This rules. The Spurs, all the Spurs fans who were like, all the non-Spurs fans, boring. Spurs win again. Like, guess who's not boring for the entire city of San Antonio? They love it. But at the Enjoy same time, the, the, but, you know, off the it's not comparable to that situation because it's like people aren't be like, well, Aaron Judge, you know, like he, he hit 70 home runs or whatever. But, you know, it's like it was his supporting cast that like, you know, the, it, it, was, it was a good thing that he had great coaching and the supporting staff. But he's it, like people don't say that about anybody else Aaron, in sports. Aaron, Aaron Judge, I think it actually – the lineup that he's in actually does allow him to hit. But nobody uses that narrative. It's exactly. Nobody uses staff. that narrative. I'm fine with, like, you know, saying people are garbage, but, like, he's but not why, garbage. But why? But why? Who cares? Like, I don't understand. Like, you just want everybody to come out and be like, you know what, Brock Birdie, maybe he is the best in the league. Yes. Yeah, that's that. Maybe, maybe maybe he is the best. I just yeah. want everyone to be normal I, about this. I, don't 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 say he's the second coming, uh, and and don't say he's I, worse than he's I, literally trash. Like I don't. Yeah, I mean I don't care. I don't care. I've I've never said Brock Purdy is trash. Right. Never said he's no. trash. No. But no, I'm I, not saying do, you. Do I, I, do I think he is 
an elite quarterback? Absolutely not. Okay. And and I don't think that because he's literally been in the league for two years. Right. I don't think you can basically make you can't say CJ Stroud right now is an elite quarterback. But Fair. most analysts have already put him above Purdy. Hundred percent. I don't know if the, most, uh, but I mean, but <clears throat> people were putting uh, people were putting Mayfield and Goff. It's always going to be really, really tough to look at the intangibles. Look at Brock Purdy, his height, his weight, his hand size, like all the things that made him a seventh rounder. It's going to be hard to overlook that. And, and that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. But you guys have been patiently waiting for this uh, interview with Eddie from Sports Car Nonsense Breaks. Good conversation, and here you go. All right, guys, we are joined today by a very special guest, something that's been in the works for a little while. Obviously, you've seen us do a podcast with Jesse and Mike. But now we've got Eddie from Sports Card Nonsense Breaks. Eddie, thanks for joining us, man. Dude, thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun. You have an amazing setup here. Really Thank you. Like yeah. Trying to try to keep this thing clean and organized. It's, I think we call it organized chaos around here. So <laughs> that's the lifestyle. <laughs> yep, exactly, man. Well, I want to hear your story. I haven't even even heard it off air. Like, how did you get involved in the hobby and you know gotten the breaks? I mean, like us all, we all collected growing up, and then we all had that probably what decade where we were way too cool for it, and then I came back to it probably in like two thousand and nine. Okay, and got really into collecting. It was the the year before Strasburg. The okay. Strasburg yeah. was 2010, yep. and yep. that was like the, a big chase in Topps Chrome that year, I mm -hmm. remember. And it was Posey rookie year, and you know there was yeah. a lot of stuff that brought me back into the hobby. And then I got really into – I didn't even know anything about breaks in 2009. I know that there was stuff going on and whatnot, but I was oblivious to it, oblivious to the whole Facebook world of everything. Right. I just got into the collecting again, going to the local shops and this. And fast forward five more years and you know, probably 2015 or so – Ended up uh, getting into breaks and the you know the Raz rooms and oh, all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. And red and gold blooded, yeah, yeah, red yeah. And gold, red and gold blooded, aces and eights, all the you know yep. fun fun ones. And uh, got really into that. Got me into the higher end cards, you know. And then you start getting into okay, I like the higher end singles. I like ripping wax. I'm gonna have to bite the bullet and start ripping some higher end wax. Yeah, <laughs> did that. Had a lot of fun, which was much more affordable back then. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and then I then I started venturing into breaks, and I found a couple of breakers that I really liked at the time. And one of them was a really short, obnoxious uh, guy from Boston, uh, Mike Giuseffi. And you know, we love Mike. He told me you were the short guy. I, I'm like a half inch taller than him. If he says anything different, he's a dang lie. He's a dang lie. We measured ourselves at the first national. The first time we ever met, the first time I walked straight up to him and just said, back to back. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get those clear the air here. Uh, but yeah, so I found I found Mike and he was doing stuff with oh God, this was like bruise breaks hmm. uh, back in the day. And him and him and Michael Brewer were doing something and I, I really enjoyed his break style. I was a good customer of his, you know, off and on for a couple of years and then one day he went into his room and said, you know, guys, I'm thinking about starting a podcast and I'm getting out of breaking and, you know, I'm thinking about selling my allocation. And I had just moved to San Jose and was in a career change. Yeah. Where were you from previously? Uh, Redwood City. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, was, I was just down on the peninsula. I was there for, you know, since high school and stuff. But uh, I was in the middle of a career change and I, I remember hearing that, you know, smoking my morning cigarette and I listened to my wife and I looked at her and I said, Think we might do something crazy. Like, I, I think we might do something crazy. Take the leap, right? Yeah, this is right. You know, really right before COVID started. You mm -hmm. know, and and I said, call call me crazy, but you know, I, I'm into collecting. I'm into the hobby. I love this stuff. Like, 
if I can make some money doing it, like, yeah. that'd be great. Do what you love, right? And I'm not that idiot that's going to come in here and tell you I do it for the passion and I do it for this. And uh, yes, we all love what we do and we're thankful that we do it. But let's be real. Like if it didn't pay our bills, right. we wouldn't be investing this much, you know, not just monetary value, but, you know, blood, sweat and tears into this stuff. A hundred percent. So, yeah. So I made the call to Mike and, you know, he kind of laughed me off for a little bit because I wasn't his whale customer. I wasn't the guy that was spending 10 grand a month with them. And, you know, he... Barry, uh, money is different, right? Yeah, sure. we have our money not in cardboard. Yeah, and, you know, exactly. It, that's so I had to explain to him, and you know, showed him tax returns and showed him bank account statements and this and that, and sufficed his needs. And so he said, "Okay, let's talk." You know, so we talked it over and we made a deal, and I ended up purchasing the the Peach State uh, allocation account and the Facebook group from him, and. I didn't even change the name. I still kept Geobreaks. Right. Uh, there's yeah. no ego Makes sense. In it. Yeah. There's yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, he, he did a great job building an incredible community and he kept it fairly small and tight knit, which I liked. Mm -hmm. But I also realized he was doing it two, three days a week. And if I'm going to do this seven days a week, I can't have 1,200 members in a group. I need five plus thousand at least. Right. right? We need eyeballs and we need, you know, different venues. So I told him, I said, yeah, we're going to break all sports. We're going to grow this, you know, grow the business and grow the room and yada, yada. And we went from 1600 to almost 7,000 in Jeez. A, a matter of like 24 months. Wow. Uh, you know, so we, and we did great. And about a year and a half into it, I realized I was, you know, breaking five, six cases a night by myself. And then my wife and I are up till three in the morning sorting and, you know, yeah. this and that. And that's when I brought Nick on, you know, and uh, Nick's been uh, an incredible add to, to the company. And it allows, you know, like you said, to be able to start to enjoy your job again. Right. You know, it takes, takes Take a, lot a few times, a few hours off every yeah, once in a while. Yeah, a couple, <laughs> a couple. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the short story of it. You know, and I like what you said about face. So we never really broke on Facebook. And I know a lot of guys, a lot of guys got their start there. Like how hard was it to like get, like, what was the strategy of like building that community? Yeah. Was it just word of mouth? Was it, it was a lot of word of mouth and it was a lot of just investing in your current guys and yeah. investing in your current group. And, you know, I was breaking, what was it? 2020 Bowman at the time. And I was breaking it, you know, a thousand dollars a case under blowout. Trying to get Jason Dominguez. Yeah but, yeah. but just trying to get guys, I wanted my guys to hit something big and monstrous with us and not have paid an arm and a leg to get into that break. And they're going to want to do it again and again and again. Sure. And eventually we got a big enough group that it, stuff started feeling really quick. I mean, you know, during the COVID time. Now with like, that, you had to just have them send PayPal, right? So you had to, so that's like the process of making sure they pay and PayPal and Venmo and cash Jeez, app. That's and crazy. Keeping yeah. track of all of those things tax wise was not fun. Um, it's what's made these app based sales, you know, so much more. Convenient. But I love the Facebook, like, cause I talked to uh, Ryan from real breaks who they did do a lot of Facebook stuff and um, you know, it would snap fill that way. Like, you know, cause that's the yeah. benefit of having a, a post, people seeing the post yeah. and having to jump in. So it creates that like sense of like urgency, right? Like I got to wait when, you know, Eddie's going to post his next case and I want exactly. the Yankees. I got to be on there. You know? Exactly. Well, and, it, what, and what that does is while people are waiting for posts, you're able to create a community, right? You're able to create conversations between collectors. You're able to create things that's more than just humans waiting to buy a product from me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's what kind of made us grow selectively, I'll call it. Yeah, know? yeah. Because the, the sports cards nonsense uh, public Facebook group is just notorious for just being 60% trolls. You know, when you get that large, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, it's incredible. It's they have like 100,000. Yeah, yeah. 130,000 people it's I think insane. they got. But yeah. it's impossible to not have that. But we've kept this, this uh, the break group for sports cards nonsense now 
fairly selective. You know, yeah. I just went and booted a thousand people over Christmas. Jeez. Just because, hey, if I haven't seen your name in a couple of years and you're not adding anything positively to our group, monetarily or not, you know, then what are you doing here? You know? And that's actually a good uh, question to ask too, is like, what's the strategy on like negativity in this? Like, what do you guys do? There's I mean, none. take the high road, do you fire back? I mean, what are some of your strategies out there for people that are like getting started? So when it comes to people speaking negatively about you as a breaker to start, I mean, we've all been criticized for dropping a card on camera or, you know, things that happen. And right. the thing that I think most people don't understand is when you're really doing this for a living, Guys are, I mean, I know I'm gonna drop a card every once in a while. You handle um, upwards of a million cards a week, one's gonna slip out of your hand and fall. Yeah. You pray to God it's not one that's expensive and you're always over a matted area and it's safe and you know, but there's always gonna be the people that call you out on it and this yeah. and that. And I've just tended to embrace it. I've tended to embrace it. Like I, I find it a fun way to make it, do a giveaway, do a something, yeah. you know what I mean? And it, it's, it, you create that kind of uh, detractor into a uh, a group experience you know yeah I and mean? so it's a way to flip kind of flip it i've always like i always i've dropped a few and i'm like oh base card thank you yeah, <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like oh god not the super fractor or yeah, something exactly, you know exactly yeah we had a video at the national and it was our own personal box <laughs> and we bought uh 0304 chrome uh oh, basketball wow. okay. and it was the last pack because i already thought we were dead in the water yeah and usually the rookie's like the second card or, or the last card. And okay. I got a peek and it. it was a Seattle Supersonic. So I'm like, all right, we're done. Last card. But in the middle was a LeBron refractor. So I kind of just like, went, oh, you know, like and I threw it down. And then, of course, all the comments was like, PSA 7 now, PSA 6. Guy threw it down. You know, it's yeah. like it's just it's, it's so like, funny how the negativity. It, and, it, and it comes so fast. That, yeah. You know, and, and people it, it's the Internet, right? People yeah. will always pile on when it's anonymous and this and that. But at the same time. What I found is when you're able to give that reverse Uno card on it and either own your mistake or, you know, flat out just, guys, that wasn't even an issue. Like, you know, you, you have your, uh, what do you call it, your, your core guys that are always going to be there to defend you and, you know, this and that. And it's, it's that's what I love about the Facebook community specifically is because it offers customers an avenue to post their experiences yes. about stuff. 100%. There isn't something really like that for a lot of these app-based things unless you take it to Instagram or you take it to Twitter. Or you right. Take, and you people know. feel like they're a part of something. Yeah. You know, it's almost like, you know, we're talking Niners off air, like they have so many tailgate groups, you know, exactly. I'm part of the four way faithfuls or I'm part of the empire exactly. you know so you kind of get that same camaraderie in Ex facebook rooms exactly the the thing that i've started to try to gear my way of thinking around lately this last you know year or so is breaking what i'm what i've experienced is much more of a collaboration than we really think it is mm -hmm. you know and it's something where it's not all of us against each other and it's right. not us competing for the same buyers no and, not at all you know what i mean like and that's something that i think a lot of small breakers when they're starting don't realize no. is that there there is so much market share here oh yeah nobody is gonna have even 10 percent market share of our business you know and, and it's something where when you start to have that mentality of it's you against people then it's harder to make these kind of collaborations it's right? yeah it's a, that's a great point and that's something that we've always tried to grow is is partnerships you know and yeah. and getting to know other breakers like you know i talk to the rich layton all the time i talk to you know we keep these conversations growing to help grow our own businesses you know because maybe i don't have a product that, or he's doing it a certain way and then New customers come in, they filter through, and we're bringing yes. more people in the hobby, which is just making the pie bigger, it's, right? I, it's more eyeballs in general, yeah. you know, and it's why I was so quick to agree to jump on Fanatics with Mike. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's a great experience to be on with 
you know, you can see it's a very small pool of breakers that are on there still as compared to some of these other platforms. Right. Incredibly small. And you can really align yourself with a lot of the styles of a lot of these guys. Yep. It's not hard to fit in. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You don't have to be the loud screamer like whatnot. It's not. These are much more professional breakers, I found. Yeah. You know, it's... and. They're not holding box cutters to necks or ripping Michael Sam cards, yeah, you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> like so many things that just make you cringe in this hobby that I'm not really seeing on that platform, which is kind of cool. You know, I think that's... Yeah, and I think they take a little bit more invested interest because they do have product interest too, right? Yeah. So they, they are keeping the integrity up. They've had suspended yeah. some accounts, I've heard, for doing things that aren't up to bar. And I've heard a few stories myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's just like, you know... Customers are number one, you know, and that's what you got to put yourself behind is like, yeah, give the customer, as long as it's a reasonable request, you should be able to cater to that customer's needs and make them want to come back. Right. Absolutely. So, which leads me to the next question. What are the biggest challenges moving forward with group breaks as we sit here today? And so what it all depends, I think, on where you sit as a breaker. Right. Yeah. If you have an allocation account through one of these distributors, your challenge going forward is going to be getting product. Sure. You know, and because once these distributors go the way of the Dodo, I'm guessing 2026. <laughs> right. Uh, Fanatics holds all the balls in the court. Yep. Yes, there's going to be upper deck. Yes, there's going to be this, but that's not enough to sustain any one no. business. You know, and I think that's going to be the biggest problem going forward. And I think you're going to find a lot more mergers and partnerships and things going on. You're going to find a lot of consolidation umbrellas. Um, yeah. You know, people kind of like just like what I did with Mike. You know, yes, we were business partners before, but now like we are truly partners in this. And, you know, it, I think we're going to find a lot more of yep. that going on because otherwise you just don't have access to it. Right. Without access, you just sink real quick. And as hobbyists, we don't want to make more necessarily. No. Right. So, I mean, that just makes the product harder to yeah. get any value out of. So. Right. I am thinking, uh, I'm or not thinking, I'm hoping that there's going to be a lot more of the Fanatics uh, card division paying attention to what their breakers and their sellers are are saying. Because yeah. there should be, I think, a few products where they print the absolute bejesus out of it. Yeah. And those shouldn't be marketed or sold to breakers. And they shouldn't be, you know what I mean? Right. Like, those are the ones that should be readily available at every hobby shop and every Like your series every, ones. Yes, yeah, like, your series twos. Like, but uh, I'm of the mind, make series two, like literally make that the junk era card. Yeah. And let it be. And let yeah. kids have a box they can go buy again for six bucks. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that, to me, that's, that's the part that I'd like to see come back because then I think it takes uh, a lot of the, you know, I can't go and buy my kid cards. I can't go in this. And you know, your kid doesn't need a Prism Hobby box. I'm right. Sorry. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like just because that's not avail a readily available product doesn't mean that there's not great value in it for breaking or for other things. Sure. You know, yeah. Yeah, Dome and Percy's of Prism is probably not a great idea all day. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, we've always been proponents of that, like, because with the new regime coming in, everybody wants to take, like, Ginter and make it one pack or take Heritage and can we make it a two pack product? It's like, you got to let those products be what they are. That's what they are, you know? And I understand, like, Backyard is not going to want to rip Heritage cases. They're not going to want to rip Series 1 cases, but guys like us do it, you know? And, yeah. and we have a niche of doing that kind of stuff too, along with our high end. And you just kind of got to, like, the legacy of those products need to remain the same, you know? And that goes along with your $6 pack and yeah. making it readily available for yeah. kids to get. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, because I love the high end. Like, that's that's where I, I truly find the, the rush, the, yeah. the enjoyment. Of course. We're all somewhat gamblers at nature. You yeah. Know what I mean, but I, I don't, 
you shouldn't get a rush from opening a six dollar pack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that should be an, like an enjoyable experience where you're just looking for names. Right. You're just looking for who's your kid's favorite player and who's who can they trade in the playground. And you know that's the part that's I think is kind of lost when we see our twelve year olds carrying around briefcases with hundred thousand dollars worth of cards in there. Right. And they're not collectors. They're I, trying to flip it. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> it's been it's been a fun journey seeing where the hobby is going, and I am excited though in the direction it's headed because finally somebody's grabbing it and at least making decisions. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then the marketing they're doing has been like incredible. Like I, I laughed at like one of the first podcasts that Ruben had. And he said, this, this hobby's never been marketed. And I'm like, Hey, wait, we've been doing this for a long time. We've been, you know, we've been grinding away. We've been trying to market it, but you know what they've done with Brady and, you know, having LeBron tweet out and have his Instagram post and his videos. And, you know, it's like, they really are trying to make more people aware. They're, they're putting the right words in the right people's mouths. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and maybe it's, it's paid, maybe it's not but i don't care it's it's putting microphones in the right people's hands talking about our world yeah you know, and this isn't a world that you know if, if we're in the hobby of course everybody knows everything about the hobby and you know who what players are actually collecting their own cards and what but if you don't collect or know somebody who collects you know nothing about this right but i'll tell you what lebron james sends out one tweet on there and he's you know there's 60% of his followers don't know anything about cards. I had somebody say, oh, I just was I was listening to KMBR, which is a local radio station here, and I heard about a, a Expo's Tom Brady card, you know, and I'm like, wow, you know, like, and this is like just a random yes. person I know, you know? Yeah. so I'm like, that's our hobby, you know? It's bringing extra eyeballs and extra interest, and, you know, none of it's bad to me. That actually leads me to my next question. Just had me uh, uh, thinking about this because I, I, similar to me, I'm sure you have these conversations where maybe you haven't seen somebody for five, ten years. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and, and how do you break down what you do <laughs> in the least amount of time to make them understand what you do? Um, I, the, my, the quick one, when I explained it to my parents, that was, that was the biggest one. You know, I went from running a childcare, you know, $5 million a year childcare with 300 kids every day to opening packs of baseball cards for a living. I, I try to explain it of, I buy and sell sports cards. And that's about as simple as it is, you know? And I think that's the way I get it across in layman's terms to most people. And then they ask me, well, what does that even mean? You open packs as a kid? Yeah, remember those packs? They come in boxes. Those boxes come inside of cases. Those yeah. cases come on pallets. Yeah. We get those <laughs> sent to us and then we rip them all open and send them to the people that bought them. Yeah. You know, I think that's the, the, the layman's term, you know what I mean? I, my mom still doesn't understand what I do. Yeah, none of my none of my family does, or or a friend that you've you ran across, or you're at a party and you meet somebody, you try yeah. to tell them what to do. And I've had so many different. I sell sports cards. A lot of people are like like Lamborghinis, and I'm like, no, 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 no. And then I say baseball cards, and it's always like, oh, you know, like, are you are you doing okay, buddy? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, are you all right? They don't you believe know? there's actually money in the industry, but it, or it's like, hey, I got some 1980 Conseco cards. You want to come look at them? And they're like. And you try to tell them they're not, oh, well, you know, that's a, that's the error they made a lot. And, you know, they're not probably not worth much. Uh, but they're 30 years old. They should be worth, you know, well, you know. They're worth memories. Yes. Yeah, hold on to another 30 years. Maybe we can, maybe they'll be worth something. Right. When everybody exactly. else throws them away, right? Right, so. exactly. But, yeah, it's always been a challenge just trying to explain. And then it, and then if somebody ever tries to, like, div like find out about breaking, they're like, so you auction the car? I'm like, no, they buy spots. And it's like just trying to go through that rhetoric is just, it's impossible. Literally just had the conversation with my brother over Christmas. And my brother's a few years younger than me, so he actually kind of gets it a little bit. And even he had a hard time, you know, breaking down the fact, like, okay, so you sell a team, and then you open it up, and they get the stuff from the – Yes, like that's the simplest version of it, you know? Yeah. But then he wanted to know what, but 
all the teams aren't the same, are they? Like, you know, your Niners are a lot better than other teams. And I'm like, well, that's why they're more expensive. To yeah. Buy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're all priced differently. Makes sense. Now, Mike chimed in. Um, he wants to know, do you have the hairiest hands in the hobby or is your in brother the similar? Hobby, it's not even close. It's not even close. <laughs> and I will put that reputation up against anybody. <laughs> I've been called sausage fingers, so, you know what I mean? I mean, they think I'm holding mini cards all the time because I got this fat hands, so. Oh, that's so great. That was a nickname that stuck, I don't even know. It came from, like, the first year I was breaking, and the guys, they, I, I don't even know what it, like, my hands aren't even, like, crazy hairy. <laughs> right, yeah. But, like, I guess the first time I had them up on camera, that was somebody's comment, and literally it stuck. Like, I started making a repack called Harry Hands Hot Packs. Nice. Like, <laughs> it was amazing. That's, yeah, a, that's was amazing. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, so what, what are your thoughts on like, you know, break comp, you know, the, the, I guess you can call them like a, you know, a kind of watchdog price comparison. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen their posts kind of going up a little bit more. I think I'm in the camp. I, I, I'm in both sides of this camp with break comp because so I. Yeah. I, I really do think from a customer standpoint, it can be a valuable tool. Mm -hmm. And from the seller's standpoint, I get how a lot of sellers are up in arms too, because they don't have all of the information that goes into how we have to price some things. Sure. And, you know, we are told how to price something. So there's not a lot of control in some things. Some right. things we do, some right. things we don't. And none of that gets accounted for. But on its face value, I do think it's a great thing for customers, for the consumer. Oh, I, of course. I, yeah. I mean, I, just like if you're looking for a hotel or anything, it's very similar. Like kayak, Priceline.com. Yeah. Stuff. Like, yeah. I, I think there's, there's, something, there's something to be said for... I, I'll never want to be the lowest priced anything. Right. Yeah, it's like you don't want to be the lowest, you don't want to be the highest either. Yeah, right? somewhere in the middle and I'm a happy client. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's somewhere in the middle, but your service is what makes you different. And that's what keeps your customers around. And, you know, it's that's why I hire Nick. You know what I mean? He's, he's man ships out things in 24 hours, every single break, everything. Nice. Kudos to him. Uh, yeah. I mean, but that's what How separates. How much does Nick get paid? I'm not <laughs> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, I mean, but there's, there's something that, uh, there's something to be said for a customer to be able to say, hey, you know, I noticed you, you're at 110 bucks on the Giants, you know, so-and-so's at 85. Yeah. Cool, if that's the only team you're after in a break, go for it, bud. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, I like the fact that they break down teams, but I do like the fact that they give a composite as well. Yeah, the composite really helps, because yeah, because like, you know, maybe we're, 85 on the Giants, but we're like 175 on the Yankees and you're 155 on the exactly. Yankees. So it balances it out, right? And everybody exactly. has, I mean, we try to aggregate as much data as like what sells first, you know, like going into the next release, yeah. like, hey, the, you know, they have, it, it's hard, you okay. know, and we've been like the first one always out. And so then that's like, yep. everybody kind of goes a couple dollars, couple dollars, couple dollars, couple dollars underneath us, right? So it's impossible to keep up when you are doing the early, the early release rips. That was the, our first experience with Bowman's Best and, mm -hmm. and ripping early. We had to come out with our price list early, you right. know, and we were fairly competitive, you know, on that early list. But then at the same time, once people start seeing that, they want to climb up that list. And, you know, so they're going to knock down four bucks here, three bucks there, just so they can be number six instead of number 10. Right. For me, honestly, it's all the same. Like, as long as you're not, you know, gregariously overpriced, right? Or really shooting yourself in the foot or the rest of your yeah that's what happened i think it was foot. uh i think we priced the colts it was a prism case but it was like right before it came out and we were like 5.99 so we were number one and it was like 
the second was like seven ninety nine. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, it just, and we didn't use any data. We just, yeah. we're writing it down. We're like, okay, this is what we're going to price it out yeah. at. Not thinking that Anthony Richardson, I mean, he's been out, you yeah. know, that he's going to really garner that much value. But I always tell customers, yeah, get, it's good to get in early because usually you're going to find your best deals. Yeah. And the market's going to go up a secondary market anyway. So everything's going to have to be priced up higher on the next cases exactly. anyway. So, yeah, that's always a challenge. I mean, you know, I know there's been some social media run-ins with those guys and other breakers, but um, they do what they need to do, and I, I do like the service. I think it's it's a – especially if I wasn't in, like, the business side of it and I'm joining and I want to see, I you know, that gives me a good snapshot of where I should be at. The best thing about it to me is, though, is with the huge influx of new people to our hobby, and a lot of them don't – do market research right. and i mean it's why you see some breakers that can sell out cases at 200 percent blowout you right know? yeah and they're not doing market research they're hyping things so this does give that kind of aspect to these people that don't know any better yeah you know what i mean it gives yeah. them a starting place at least you know what i mean so it's, yeah and if you really like the breaker you're gonna pay 20 30 dollars more sure. spot especially like you said you get faster 24-hour shipping exactly that all plays into it some of these guys that are like the number one you don't know how many cases they're doing how much case they got allocated to that factors in right so yeah. i think a lot um, of these breakers that have the lowest the lowest on there they're getting one case allocated and they're just getting rid of it and being done right you know, exactly it's, it's, whereas the guys that are going to break 50 60 cases or something you're rebuying 40 of those cases you know so yeah you're you cost averaging it in and yeah. all that stuff so it's 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 a good rough tool yeah. It's a good rough tool. Yeah. So, uh, you know, with speaking about, you know, Fanatics, uh, where do you think Panini and Upper Deck and the old guard of sports cards will be in five years? Is there a place for them with Fanatics taking over? I mean, this has been something I've thought about a lot is what happens to a lot of these, you know, just dead products. Like, we see how much exquisite boxes go for now. We see right. how much, you know, old football triple threads boxes can break and you know what i mean so what happens to those products because you know panini's not just going away right, you right. Know i mean they're going to be pumping out something they're going to be doing soccer legends and, yeah. or they're going to do legends and prospects stuff and they're going to do you know it's, it, it, it's going to be something but i think more than what's going to happen with panini and upper deck i'm really excited to bring back a lot of these high-end tops football and basketball yes products. yeah that's like what five I'm most star e football i mean yes i mean definitive football yeah which like, is I mean, where it got to start yes yeah. like that's what i'm saying like there's so many of these like high-end products that you know people are saying they're going to miss the nts the flawless and this and that you're going to be a fool if you don't think they're going to be making some crazy nice products out yeah there. you know what yeah. I mean? it's I, i'm more interested to see what happens for these first like the new products these first few years than what happens to the old. Well, it's funny. We, we, you know, we started in 20, 2010. So we, we caught the beginning of prism, you know, 12, 13. Yeah. And it was like, nobody wanted it. It was a hundred bucks, 60 bucks a month. Yeah. In fact, I, the story I probably told this on this podcast, so I apologize is it was the 13, 14 prism year, but then the next year was 14, 15. Right. So mm -hmm. it had a, it was that cat or a book or one yep. of those guys. Right. So in order to get NT, we had to buy two cases of 13, 14 prism at 40 bucks a box <laughs> to get NT, one case. So it was a two to one. So I had like 50 13, 14 prism cases. We were using them for hitless packs. We were using them for hitless packs back then because nobody wanted it, right? Giannis wasn't anybody at the time. And I literally, I would get like, because I was using, I had so much of it that were like baseball breaks. We're giving them yeah. prison basketball packs. And people were like, I bought in a baseball. Why'd you send me a basketball pack? And so we literally got rid of all that for like pennies on the dollar. Oh my God. You know, and I, I think what boxes are like five, six grand yeah. now or something. Uh -huh. like. That. It's just, it's just like an insane story because nobody wanted it. Everybody no. was like, this isn't Topps Chrome. None of that stuff happened. That, that big rush on that kind of stuff didn't happen until after people realized what they had. You right. Know? And again, it's going to 
to be the same thing that happens when these new products come. Fanax out. may create a new line, and people are going to trash on it. But then five yes. years later, it might be a staple brand again. Exactly. So I mean, it's it, to me, I I try not to dwell on what has happened in the past. I mean, we were speaking off off air earlier about sometimes when you don't get a ton of product, you just you move what you have and you're on to the next one. Yeah. Right? And that's kind of my mentality with this changing of the guard. Yeah. Is what good is it going to do for me to spend you know hundreds of thousands of dollars on old product in the hopes that they spike? Right. Uh, when really there's a clear path going forward with with fanatics that these guys are they're on a war path. Yeah. And they're going to do great things for this hobby. Hundred percent. It's just yeah. they're shaking the snow globe a little. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and they're learning. I mean, I mean, we're getting autos like the dual autos without autos on them, and you know stuff like that's happening. And hopefully those things get fixed, but. <laughs> It's, it's a, and people act like there's never going to be a mistake made. They're printing millions of cards yeah. across many different SKUs, across multiple printers, and co coordinating these things. Like the the fact that people expect PSA tens out of packs every time is mind boggling to me. You right, know, right. It, it's it, these large scale companies. You gotta cut them a little bit of slack. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I, I wish they would show more of. I think there's an old Panini video of the factory, but I I want them. To, they need to update that and say like, yes. this is how many come out. This is how it's cut. This is how the jersey cards are made. Like. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot of steps. You know how many times these things are shuffled and this and that and like, just the signing process is something we see. They're being signed by 17, 18 year old kids who, I mean, we see what happens. Right, they toss them in a box and they, yeah. or any of these tens. Right, like, you know. It's, yeah, it's that whole on card versus sticker, right? Well, you don't want a sticker, but then you get mad at the on cards being eights or something. It's like because they're handling the whole card now, <laughs> and it's being processed multiple times before it gets into the package. Yeah, you know, yep. multiple hands, printed, cut, sticker package. You know, whereas, mm. yeah, it, it, I think it's a lot of um, it's a it's a consumer issue, right? Yeah. Like it's a lot of things that unless you're doing this for a living, you don't think about that because you don't, you don't need to. You don't like, need you, to. You don't need yeah. to. It's not. You just expect not, everything to be perfect, you know, it, because it, you're used to. Amazon delivering on time and getting everything the right way exactly. from that kind of stuff. But there's a lot more steps involved in the hobby. So, exactly. so speaking of products, what's your favorite product to rip? Draft. Okay. Bowman draft. It's always been that way since day one. Nice. I, I, it was my favorite to collect and now it's quickly become my favorite to rip. I, I starting the first year I started breaking, that was always like the one I wanted to do my multi-case breaks with. And I would do, you know, 10 case New Year's Eve breaks and like I said, I'm just the one guy like that. I don't have multiple breakers, you know, so I that's that's the product where I'll rip 20. So you remember when straight. they had hobby with the one auto? Oh, yeah. You oh, know? yeah. I mean, I remember that. And I remember when they did the draft with the the first one that they did with the Asia edition, mm -hmm. was, you know, they did the one auto small boxes. But yeah, Bowman, Bowman draft jumbo specifically is like, yeah, I, it, it's just the one I feel like I get the best rhythm with. I feel yep. like it's very predictable where autos are. It's very, you know, and super is just a mess with the two, great, two packs. I mean, it's yeah. in the one packs worthless basically and i had yeah super we did a 20 case break last year uh, yeah and i flew out to like rhode island for it or something and it was just a mess i mean to rip 20 super jumbo cases was how many hours <laughs> it took two days jeez yeah i ended up ripping 16 of the 20 and they it was just it, it's just there's no with those bulky packs and the way that they open there's no rhythm to it no super or jumbo is just a super easy rhythm you know yeah. and and i can break a super jumbo case and or jumbo case in 35 minutes do you open all the packs first all the packs yeah yeah, yeah. With, with draft i do all the packs with 
with smaller boxes like Bowman's Best, I'll do four boxes at a time. Yeah. And I okay. just rip four boxes at a time, do that. So then I'm only opening packs twice during a break. You know, Gotcha. You get the conversation going while you're yeah, doing the packs. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's the one thing that I've started to get known for is that I don't waste time on breaks. Like, I don't do one pack at a time things. Like, that's just not my not my style. You know? Yeah. I, I think we like to get in, get out, and, you know, and move on to the next one. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, what sport do you think is in the best shape in the hobby right now? Which which one has like the brightest future? Baseball. Yeah. Baseball. I, I I mean I think there's just so much uncertainty with basketball right now between people signing, you know, deals with certain companies and then other companies taking over these licenses and who's some guys aren't getting rookie autos now and some guys aren't getting, you know, football. We're seeing a lot of quarterbacks only being with Panini or only being with Fanatics and they're not getting the the pub that they need you know it's it's really detracted and from this year you're absolutely right and i'm sure you have this in your group where it's like somebody buys into let's say phoenix is coming out like oh, cool i'm gonna get a cj stroud auto like nope you're not and like they it's hard to convey like say that every time like yeah. you know and yeah there's value in the texans but sure. like you know people are like oh i'll get a will Lev maybe i'll hit a will levis auto like no you won't uh, oh maybe i'll hit a uh, uh who's the other guy a Bry uh, bryce, bryce young. young yeah it's like no you won't or you know so it's like and then you also, I, I think we've been getting it a lot too because the uncertainty with Panini, you hit a redemption and people are like, will I ever get this filled? They're going to be gone in two years. You know, like, so it's like the, the consumer confidence in basketball and football just seems like it's up in the air at the moment. That and you combine it with their products are, I would say on average, 30 to 50% more expensive per box than yeah. baseball products. Yep. You know, your higher end baseball products, you know, your definitives, your that, those are $1,000 a box. Yeah. Seems like every football box is a thousand dollars. Absolute just came out at what seven forty on blowout or something. You yeah. know, yeah. So, absolute is not a seven hundred and fifty dollar no. box. No. Like it should be a three hundred and fifty dollar box. Yeah. And when you look at allocation price, it really should be a three hundred and fifty dollar. I used to always say that hey, Panini never planned it to be that, but now they're coming out of retail at that now too. So it's like, well, and maybe they, they are doing they it that way. They embraced it. I think is what happened. Like it's, I think. People blame us a lot for the price of wax, right? They blame breakers. They yeah. they blame because nobody else is buying the volume that we do, and it gets lets them charge what they do. Yeah. But at the same time, if we didn't buy it, then there would be a holdover on product, and guess what? They're going to charge even more for it now for people. Right. <laughs> or products like Flawless Immaculate National Treasures would never even survive. No. They, they would. They would. Exquisite. I remember talking to Carvin, who made Exquisite, and he was like. When he pitched it at $350 a box, everybody at Upper Deck was like, no way it's going to sell. No way. You know, because nobody expected price points yeah. to be that high. And, you know, now you have an outlet to sell it 30 ways. So you can give everybody a little bit of a piece and then have their fun and exactly. get their team. And Exactly. Well, you, you can turn a, a big high-end product like that into a lottery ticket so anybody can, can play. Or it can be a whale product where not anybody can play, but they can really play. Right. You know, and, and play with a chance of pulling a six-figure card. Not play with the chance of pulling a fifteen hundred dollar card. You yeah. Know? So yeah. I think that's the biggest difference there. But yeah, I mean, there's 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 no certainty with what's going to happen with those with basketball and football in the next two years. So I, I think baseball is the most stable, at least. I think we can all agree. I think we've just felt like you know, especially being on Fanatics Live, we've up you know done more baseball lately, a yeah. lot more baseball. Yeah. Because it seems like not only is it more available in quantity. And you don't have to go call around and try to find it. It's like here you go. Here's fifty, you know, forty cases. Yeah. It makes it easier to figure out what you're breaking on that day. And, exactly. and you and it's most of it's not like too high priced. I mean, you got your definitives. You have your diamond icons is coming out later sure. this month. You know, but those um, are ones that we're not typically doing fifty cases of. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to shove you know 
three million dollars worth of definitive down my group's throat but i am going to tell you we're going to fill four or five of those because it's a lot of fun yeah it and is then move on to the next one right know? and that's why bowman draft you can just keep going back to it because there's still a lot of hope and For i'm kind of like just like you i started the same way when i got back in the hobby i was all about like uh, elite extra edition that's all i could afford was packs yeah. of elite, elite extra edition going into stevens creek and being like oh, i could buy five packs i'll probably hit an auto <laughs> yeah you know what i mean for like 30 bucks or right? whatever and then i got i got in like the strasburg era as well because yep. i was like oh man this guy threw 14 strikeouts it's <laughs> yeah, crazy right. his card's going for this much i remember i called i think it was like a comic book shop in campbell i think it was heroes and i was like you guys have 2010 uh, bowman or whatever and they're like yeah i'm like how much and they're like 130 and it was like on the market for like 250 and i'm like oh i'm gonna go get it and i was like <laughs> i can make a, like that much money difference in a box like compared to the market and you know and so that's what kind of intrigued me is that's that pretty stuff. cool yeah that's where me and dan got back in was i collected with my dad like 91 stadium club yeah we collected the whole set but then just kind of got back into it during that era 2009 Time 2010. Out. 1992 upper deck do you remember the photography set? It was like I O O S S. I didn't really collect much upper deck back then. Oh my only eighty nine. Only Mike for the Griffey. Mike said the same thing to me the other day. There's. It was like a. It, so it reminded me of the Bowman's best, the Randy Johnson yes. photography this year because it was like this, like just special photography. It was the first kind of line that did that before Stadium Club was popular, you know? And I, I just had this uh, like flashback to like ninety two. We're like Nolan Ryan in the tuxedo and yes, stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I for some reason I think I collected ninety two tops. Yeah, it was all tops. Okay, I get the I get it under the tree for you yeah. know Christmas and yeah. stuff. You know, so it was always. And then I think my dad was just like, "Oh, look at these cards, a Kodak, you know, <laughs> Kodak cards." And so I remember just going into the card shop and like I think we had like ten Frank Thomases that were That's worth so like awesome. two hundred bucks at the time, and now they're worth like ten bucks or something. You know, so you know. But um, if you could make one big change to the hobby, what would it be? So selfish, selfishly, <clears throat> this change is just my biggest pet peeve in the hobby. It's, it's my biggest pet peeve in general in the hobby. Case hits in hobby products in retail products. Mm, yeah. If I have to break a case of optic football to get one downtown and I'm spending 10 grand on this case and my customers are spending 10 grand to chase this downtown, yes, you're gonna get colors, you're gonna get other things, but that's what we're all chasing there. Right. Or you tell me I could buy a forty box blaster case and get one in there, that pisses me off. Yeah, it pisses exactly. me off something fierce. Like uh, seeing uh, retail should be the accessible product. It's not your high chase product. Right. That's my biggest change I would make. Is that all retail? You can still put is, those like autos in there and sure, stuff, but green, yeah, green yeah, autos to ninety nine yeah. and this. And that, but when you when you have the stuff that you are chasing in a ten thousand dollar case and a four hundred dollar blaster case, it boggles my mind why anybody in their right mind is chasing after things in hobby you know it's, right it's the same you know there's there's the downtowns the kabooms like all these ones like why is you know contenders sticker autos out of football you know retail it, it, those are the things and you like, you kind of open it up to guys weighing the packs and things yeah. like that right and, you see it on the facebook groups where like oh i got you know 20 blasters or whatever you're like okay did you find out that all those didn't have kabooms exactly. in them you know it's it's you know I'm kind of glad in a sense, like during the COVID era, we were seeing like $20 blaster sell for like 150 bucks. I'm glad that's kind of calmed down a little bit. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you Me know, because it was just like bots getting them from the websites, showing up at Target fights and all this other stuff. And people thought that they could do a little side hustle. And I'm not going to knock a side hustle, but it's just like at um, the end of the day, somebody that's buying it for 150 is getting effed, you know? Murdered. 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 Like, I, I love to, to laugh at the, you know, they call them like the, the wall retail breaks. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's a wall of blasters. And, you know, you're charging 
three grand for these, you know, 20 blasters or whatever. But if you think about it, the most expensive card you could ever possibly pull in that is not even worth half of what that break is selling right. for. Like, right. what is the point? Or the guy that goes to Target and somehow gets like 1500 and whip, rips it all and like, dude, you could have just got a hobby box or a couple hobby boxes for that price. You know, I'm not gonna tell people how to spend their money, but you know, it's like it's again, it's why look at I the think, odds, man. I do think retail should just be like, like we said at the beginning of the show, is just that readily available, mass-produced stuff that should be for just beginning collectors and children yeah. and and stuff that you know, there's there's plenty of levels in this hobby. We're convoluting them at that point, you know, and that like I said, it just rubs me the wrong way that somebody can do that for sure. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you stopping by, man. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Let everybody know where we can find you and find your breaks. Right, SEM Breaks. We're on Fanatics Live and in the Facebook group. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again, Eddie. Appreciate you. Yep. All right, guys, that is it for this episode of The Hype. Make sure you guys go to mojobreak.com, get in on some Phoenix breaks. Uh, we're going to be pre- pre-selling some uh, Prism basketball here very soon, as well as Diamond, Icon- Diamond Icons is around the corner. So check that out. We're also breaking live on Fanatics Live. If you want to use code, if you've never bought into a break on Fanatics Live, you can use code mojobreaks2020, and that'll save you $20 off on your first order on Fanatics Live. And head on over to mojobreakshop.com. Check out the latest wax also sell gaming so if you want to get pokemon for little billy you know or yourself then head on over there and grab those now as as well as all your sports wax and we'll see you guys next week on the hype